Good afternoon, Fight fans. This is Get to KL. I am your host, Clipper Red Dog Miller, and as always, I've got Anthony Lujan, but you can call me Lou. That's right, Fight fans. So this is the week we have been waiting for this for a long time now, and it is finally here. And we do know that this is the fight week for Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. So we have Floyd Money Mayweather versus the notorious. Conor McGregor. It's going to be a fun fight to watch. We're going to dive a little bit into that fight card here later. Uh, right now, we want to talk about a couple situations that popped up. First thing that I really want to touch on, though, um, the horrific um, atrocities and tragedies that have happened in the past couple uh, past couple days. About the Charlottesville situation, the Barcelona situation, as well as the situation in Finland, where a guy just randomly um, walked around with a knife and was just stabbing people. You know, we condone those actions as well. Our hearts go out with Charlottesville as well as Barcelona and Finland as well. Uh, we think about you guys when we talk about, um, you know, suicide awareness like we do every time at the end of the show. We definitely don't want to leave out anybody who we just care about. And we do stand with, you know, Charlottesville as well as we stand with uh, uh, Barcelona and uh, Finland. And uh, so, you know, our hearts with you guys. Yep, definitely. We put our hats out there on what's going on in the world today. Crazy things happening down in Charlottesville and the Barcelona situation. And like you kind of touched up on, it's more than just a suicide thing. Our hearts just go out to everybody that goes through some terrible situations in life. Yep. So we want to finish. We just want to touch on that. So let's just dive right into what we got going on. First thing in the news, um, aside just from the the fight itself, we all know that the boxing fight is going to be this weekend. It's huge. But let's talk about. Uh, Junior Dos Santos being pulled off the fight car for uh, UFC 215 next month is a huge blow, especially to someone with the credentials of JDS. Understand that he is having uh, sample B tested in his uh, doping allegations, but it's kind of a huge blow, especially for someone who, you know, he stood tall and you know called out Brock Lesnar. He's called out Frank Mir. He's called out. Alistair Overeem, he's called out a lot of fighters about using uh, performance-enhancing drugs and how he doesn't agree with it. But here we are, uh, fast forward a couple years, and now we see Junior Dos Santos pops positive. Um, really, it's really heartbreaking because he is a great fighter, and he does have a lot of good things that he, you know, he backs up a lot of things that he says, but it's just tough to see someone like Junior Dos Santos going through what he's going through right now. Yeah, definitely. You got to, yeah top-tier contender fighting that in the, in the fighting world uh, that's always called out and called out fighters for the banned substances, wanting to stricken the blood draws and, the, uh, and do it more often. And to, for a guy like him who doesn't need it, he's shown that uh, he has knockout power. He's got the fighting skills. He knocked out Cain Velasquez. He's got some big wins under his belt for him to do – for him to uh, test positive kind of is heartbreaking. Yeah, it's definitely kind of a black eye in the in the heavyweight division right now, especially because, you know, as, as mentioned, you know, Junior has gone out of his way to say, like, certain fighters were always using PEDs and that, you know, they're never getting away. And, and what we've seen is the tragedy coming along with with other fighters, too, because, you know, uh, Vitor Belfort tested positive. Anderson Silva has tested positive. And we all love this fighter. We all think this fighter is great. Chad Mendes has done it. Chris Cyborg. So it doesn't only cross, it doesn't only go across from, like, heavyweight division. We've definitely seen it in all weight classes. Uh, John Jones tested positive as well. I mean, it's just, it's tough to see 
that these fighters have to go out there and cheat to win. You're already in a sport where you can brutalize another man or woman as bad as possible if you have better technique. And now what we're trying to do is we're going to add performance-enhancing drugs, so we're going to add steroids, or we're going to dope, or we're going to, you know, whatever the case may be or whatever you're doing, you're you're endangering another person's life now because that person may not be doing the same things that you're doing, and here you are trying to gain an advantage by using a drug to help you perform better in the ring. Yeah, definitely. It just comes out as a surprise that, like, it was people like Junior Dos Santos who – who is a pine? Who is a pioneer for the UFC coming out of that heavyweight division and uh, seeing him? Like, there's many surprises that come out of this thing. You see him. You see people like Sean Shirk, who who uh, tested positive. Royce Gracie at one point tested positive. Um, you just have fighters all over the place right now, just thinking that they're just going to get away with it. You got that Anderson Silva one where he came back to fight Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz, and he tested positive. Um, who else tested positive? We had um, we had Dennis Hallman. I remember I remember his situation and his situation was kind of like John Jones, They're trying to take a, a, an estrogen blocker and find out that it's a uh, it's a banned substance. Uh, UFC definitely needs to uh, put out a bigger list, make it more defined, and maybe that'll help some of these fighters understand what is good and what is not. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, a lot of people, you know, some people say they need TRT, so testosterone replacement treatment, to stay competitive in the UFC. So that was, like, a situation with, um, you know, Vitor Belfort when he fought Dan Henderson. Like, that was a situation where they came out and they both had doctor's notes saying that they needed to use TRT. Uh, but it's crazy to see some of these guys who are using it. You know, Brian Bowles, especially one of those guys who was a young kid. He was coming up, and then he, um, his, uh, his test, Testosterone had testosterone to elevate or uh, to estrogen ratio was like twenty to one, which was like unheard of, and like no one could understand like why why it was that much. Uh, ben Rothwell, another person, you know when you when you beat Brendan Vera, like he had elevated testosterone as well. Um, and it's just it's wild because Antonio Bigfoot Silva joins that list too. He's just another person in the heavyweight division that has had their career kind of brutalized because of using, uh, you know, PEDs. So now we've got now we've got. Um, We've got Junior Santos, we've got Brock Lesnar, we've got Bigfoot Silva, we've got, um, oh, who else has, uh, Alistair Overeem has popped in that situation. And it's funny because, like, Mark Hunt has literally said that he's knocking out people without using testosterone, but he's fought guys who have always been using testosterone. So even a Ben Rothwell type, like, there's five guys right there in the heavyweight division that have been using TR, or have been using PEDs the whole time, and... And here's someone like Mark Hunt, who's literally eating punches from those guys. And, like, how dangerous could it be? Because you could actually kill somebody in a ring. And not that I was trying to be funny. So if you read it on the blog earlier today, I kind of made a crack joke at it. But I was like, did we not remember what, what Draco did to um, Apollo Creed or even Rocky Balboa? Like, those were guys who were, those guys were fighting naturally. And then here's the guy who's coming in using steroids continuously, getting stronger. And he killed Apollo Creed in a ring. Like, you just got to put it out there. And then he made Rocky Balboa retire because he had so much brain damage. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I get it. It's a movie. But that's like a real-life situation. Like, you could have those things happen because guys always want to gain that advantage. Yeah, definitely. Like, even – even you don't even have to hit him in the head to kill him. You could, you could sever the liver or even collapse a lung with using steroids. I mean, fighting as it is, as dangerous as it is as a sport, and then you have 
guys that are coming in with all this kind of power, especially in that heavyweight division that, oh, let's use a little bit more steroids so we can get a little faster, we can get a little bit more power, and and you definitely, you can if you knock somebody in the head, that definitely, that's going to cause some drama to the brain and could hurt them long run, but body-wise, like I said, you could, you could sever their liver, you could collapse a lung. It's just scary how uh, UFC fighters aren't thinking like they used to. Yeah, no, it's definitely an insane thing to have, man. And it's definitely, um, it's, it's eye-opening to think about, like, that these guys are willing to go that far to put on the extra edge just so they could try to get that win. And it's 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 very heartbreaking to see. And hopefully the UFC can finally get it cleaned up. And whether, you know, the John Jones suspension, Brock Lesnar suspension, or even, um, you know, just, uh, you know, just some of the other guys who've been suspended for a year, even like Gilbert Melendez who, you know, El Nino was, like, one of the guys that, like, I met him. Like, I thought he was a great person. I really, you know, we were joking back and forth. And, you know, to see that he's been, you know, he got busted for using uh, PEDs as well. Like, it's just, it's it's eye-opening to see that people are willing to take that extra, try to take that extra step to be getting that advantage. Yeah, definitely. I, I do agree with you at that. I mean, but on the other side of it, it, uh, Hopefully JD, JSD, uh, JDS can you know, come back from this. Look at kind of like the John Jones and when he tested positive and now he's the champion. Uh, the UFC didn't want to give Chris Cyborg a chance because she was testing positive and she shows that she can be clean. And now look at her. She's got a title. So hopefully JD, uh, JDS can fully turn this around and we'll see him in the, in the cage in a, in, after his suspension and see him maybe fight for the title again. So what you're saying here now is that with Chris Cyborg testing positive for TRTs, winning the title, John Jones tested for TRT or PDs. Now he gets to uh, he fought for the title and won. Are you trying to say that if Junior Dos Santos gets suspended for a year and he comes back next year, he's winning the title? I am not saying that. I'm just saying that uh, that these fighters that are that that tested positive as of late uh, have turned it around and came clean and bettered their lives, bettered their careers and now are champions. Like, he has that opportunity to, to go out and and better himself and, and get rid of this steroid thing, put that behind him, uh, take his lickings from the UFC, come back, fight, and hopefully get get into the cage and fight for a title eventually. I'm well, not saying yeah, he's going to win. <laughs> so let's just hope on the other side, right? Let's just hope that BC Apple comes back and he's clean, right? And they decide, well, you know what? We're just going to hold them off anyway for the next UFC event, and they can put them in UFC 217. We can stack up a, an already beginning to be stacked up card, um, but we can stack up a bigger card. I think that would be I think that would be pretty cool too to see. Definitely, I agree with you. So let's move on, man. We're going to talk about the next uh, the next big uh, big thing that was kind of on our list that we want to talk about, kind of get with some people about. Um, Here's here's the situation I'm having right now, okay? And this is kind of on a a funny but kind of serious situation at the same time. So I'm looking at the UFC's fight card, right? Or not fight card, but the pound for pound list. And I'm having difficulties trying to understand. Like, so if you look at their 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 top ten, right? We have John Jones, Demetrius Johnson, Conor McGregor, Stipe, Max Holloway, Cody Garbrandt, Daniel Cromier, Joanna uh, Joanna, Tyrone Woodley. Dominic Cruz, Michael Bisbean, Jose Aldo, uh, Christine Cyborg, Amanda Nunes, and Robert Whitaker. Those are all in the top 15. Now, in my top five, right, I don't know if 
uh, I don't know if John Jones is in my top five. Is he a great fighter? Yeah. Is he probably the greatest fighter of all time? Sure. Right now, would I consider him the pound-for-pound best fighter? For a fighter who's fought one time in the last two years, well, let's call it two times in the last two years, I don't know if John Jones right now, to me, is the best pound-for-pound fighter of all time. Well, best pound, oh, all time, yes, but pound-for-pound fighter currently, I don't think he is. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I don't think that John Jones should be number one. You got Demetrius Johnson out there who's going for his, what is that? Is that going to be his 11th uh, defense? Yeah, uh, it'll be number 11. You got him out there doing his thing. You got Conor McGregor who's tearing it up. And I, I won't even put Conor McGregor in the top five right now just because he's really not even fighting for the UFC right now. And we don't know when we're going to see him or if we're ever going to see him back in the, in the ring. You've got to take that off there. Um, Stipe is knocking out people left and right as he takes the title and defending it. Max Holloway came up and uh, and beat up on uh, Jose Jose Aldo, and then you got t- people like Tyrone Woodley out there who uh, who's who's on like a, like a six fight win streak or seven fight win streak uh, with title defenses against uh, Wonder Boy twice with that with that unanimous draw. You got him beating Wonder Boy, then you got him beating uh, Damian Maya. You got jo- Joanna out there. She's She's tearing it up. She's on a, a big win streak right now. and uh, So, yeah, definitely, I do agree with you. Like, John Jones, he, even Tom McGregor, I don't even think they should be in the top ten right now. I think I think maybe top ten, yes. As far as top five, definitely not. I think I definitely see, you know, Demetrius Johnson being number one, Stipe being two, Max Holloway being number three. Um, I don't really know if Cody Garbrandt, even though he did beat Dominic Cruz, I don't know if he would be my number four, though, man. Joanna is definitely tough. She's definitely um, won a couple big fights. I think she might be the next person up there. And then I would probably say Tyrone Woodley and then probably Cody Garbrandt. And then after that, I mean, Dominic Cruz can fit on that list. Jose Aldo could definitely fit on that list. Uh, you got a Cyborg has to be somewhere in that top ten, but she's probably sitting right outside, maybe six or seven. Amanda Nunes, I think after the stunt that she pulled recently, I think she's definitely down probably – more in the nine ten slot, and then Robert Whitaker and Michael Bisbee definitely should be up there as well. Like, it's funny though because with Jones and Connor, it's kind of a it's kind of a mixed bag, right? Because Connor could come back at any time. I feel like he wins the fight. You know, even though he took the one loss by Nate Diaz, he's beaten a lot of guys before that, and he's the only person to win two titles and hold those two titles currently before he got stripped of the one forty five pounds, and it got it was given back to Jose, who ended up ultimately losing the losing to Max Holloway. I think uh I think Max definitely should be ahead of Connor is is definitely a toss. And then I think John should probably be sitting maybe seven or eight, you know, until he comes back and until until he comes back and he can, you know, beat another person, whether that's uh Alexander Gustafson or that's a old um oh, what's his face? Big Let's man see. from uh say again. OSP, you have OSP again. You got the guy that just knocked out OSP. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you with that. But with that being said, having Connor in that and in, in, into that in that even in the top ten right now is ludicrous because we don't know if he's ever going to fight again. We don't know if he's going to walk away from UFC after making a hundred million. Wait, right, in boxing, how how do you not have well, how do you have a guy at number three that's not currently fighting for the promotion. 
Well, and like that being said, though, if he does come back and fight in the UFC in December, where do you put him back in? Let's say he comes back in December and he wins the fight, right? And he hasn't said anything about officially retiring. Where do you stick him back in the card then? Like, you have to keep him kind of high. You don't have to keep him yeah, in the top ten. Well, you, you keep him outside of the top ten is, is kind of – I don't want to say it's kind of crazy, but him being inside the top ten I definitely kind of agree with. If he comes back in and beats another guy, obviously you got to put him back up top. He is currently the only two person to win two titles at the same time, and at, he could have defended both titles if he wanted to. He could have fought at 145. He could have fought at 155 and defended it. But, you know, obviously Dana stripped him of the 145, pound him, let him, hold, let him keep the 155, and then obviously he's boxing uh, this week, this weekend, and then you know there's a good chance that he could be fighting in December. Yeah, definitely, I I, I agree with you. Like if he wins, if if he if he comes if he comes back to the UFC and wins, you got to put him up kind of like what they did, what they did with John Jones. John Jones suspended for two years, out of the top rankings, comes back, beats DC, who is top top two, top three, and pound for pound. Now we look at him; he's number one. Conor McGregor right now on this list because he's not fighting for the promotion should not be on this list at all. Definitely, uh, this this is a this is an MMA this is a current MMA fighting list. Like, yes, DC and Jones both just got out of fight and they're getting ready to get back into the cage as soon as possible. We don't know when we're going to see Conor. We don't know if we'll ever see Conor. I mean, yes, it'd be great to see Conor back in there and and start whooping ass again, but we don't know if that's ever going to happen. No, I mean, you definitely have a good, you have some valid points there, man. So it's definitely tough to kind of say, like, hey, you know, this definitely should be, you know, there should definitely be. But, you know, and you have to take into account the fact that Connor's won two titles, and he won it last year. He hasn't fought since, what was it? Um, He hasn't last fought since November of 2016, so it's just shy of a year. So, I mean, I don't know. I kind of see, I see your point. I do, I do validate it. I just... It's tough to say no because he is a two-time champ, and it's tough to say he he doesn't deserve to be at least in the top ten. As far as top five goes, I definitely don't agree he doesn't belong there. He doesn't belong in the top three, not right now. He is a big draw. I definitely do. Hmm? But this is a this is a current pound for pound five active fighters, and he's not actively fighting for the UFC. He's not. He's not in a, a training camp or be getting ready for a fight in the UFC. He's getting ready to box Floyd Mayweather in a boxing ring for Showtime, not for UFC. Well, I mean, it's kind of a cross promotion, right? Because it is UFC plus, you know, boxing. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't like it. I don't think that if you're, if you should be actively getting ready for a UFC fight or just get done with the UFC fight to be on this list. This is a UFC pound-for-pound, pound, not a uh, a fighting pound-for-pound. Pound. Well, and let's say this, right? Let's say uh, Conor McGregor goes out there and beats Floyd Mayweather and then wants to come back to the UFC and fight. Where do we rank him then? Right back at that spot. Right back at the, that two or three spot. Like, I understand John Jones. I understand why he's number one because he, he just came back from, from a suspension and took that title from DC. Like I understand why where John Jones is at, where he should be. If Connor comes back and he and he defends his title, yeah, he's a he's the top, top one of the top three pound to pounds out there. Yeah, I think if I you know, if let's say he does the impossible and he beats uh he beats Floyd Mayweather, you know, 
I think Conor McGregor gets put at the number one slot. I mean, we're talking about a guy who we talk about a guy who left MMA, knocked out or won his last fight in MMA, goes to the boxing world, knocks out the greatest of all time or beats the greatest of all time, then comes back and fights in MMA. I think at that point we had to say, you know what, Conor could be the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, I definitely. And Mitch, greatest fighter, yes, because he, he he went to a boxing ring and won. Greatest mixed martial artist slash UFC fighter. I just don't think he, you you can mount to him doing what John Jones does. You, that loss to uh, that loss to Nate Diaz when he tapped out, or even the the slight win that he got over Nate Diaz with that decision, kind of haunts him. Like John Jones hasn't had a fight where he didn't unanimously win. And so that's why you got to put John as number one. Until John loses, which his loss, only loss was at the Ultimate Fighter finale when he used an illegal elbow. Besides that, John Jones has never been really in trouble. He had Alexander Gustafsson had probably the closest uh, chance to beat him. We we seen John him him kind of put John Jones on that fence, but still John Jones came out the last few rounds and dominated. So how how do you put Connor above somebody that's completely dominated this sport? Yeah, no, I mean I agree with you. It's definitely it's tough, but and I get him in, but you know, at his weight class that he fights at 145 and 155, it's hard to argue because he's beating everybody that's in those weight classes. Whereas when we look at him going up to like a 170 fight class against Nate, it was a different story. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't, one, the first time around, he wasn't ready for the fight, let's be honest. I picked Nate Diaz to win that fight. I was open about that because Nate Diaz had been training for a triathlon and then he jumped into that fight and fought at 170 and beat Conor McGregor. And Conor wasn't preparing for that fight. Conor was preparing for another fight. Then all of a sudden, as Conor got a full training camp in, I went ahead. I still stuck with Nate Diaz. So I was like, Nate Diaz can win this fight. But after full training camp and everything that he went through, Conor came out and he beat he beat uh, Nate Diaz. So I mean, it's tough to say if there's a third round, if there's a third fight between those two, because there definitely should be. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Yes, Dana, get this tri- the trilogy going. Um, I definitely agree with you. I agree with Connor being a top three uh, pound for pound if he comes back and defends it. John Jones, on the other hand, he just called out Brock Lesnar, who's a heavyweight. I mean, we'll, if that happens, we'll see. We'll see. We'll be able to see if John Jones can hang with the with, with the uh, heavyweights. I mean, he just beat DC, who DC was at one point a heavyweight fighter. He did. He definitely won a Grand Prix over in Strike Force. It was definitely a huge deal right before they closed that promotion. So definitely big ups to him uh, for that. And then, you know, as we, we've mentioned it all the time, man, that DC definitely deserves his respect. You know, as far as being the champion, he did a great job carrying that belt for two years. And to come back and just lose it to, to John Jones, who, you know, like we said, he only fought twice in two years. Big deal. But new champion will carry on, and we'll see what happens. I agree with you, and I just want to, and, and at this point right now, as we're talking about this whole thing with DC, DC being in that top, in the top tier of a uh, top ten being pound for pound, 
I think he stays in the top ten because no one person's beat him in his career, and uh, that's been John Jones, who's the number one. Uh, shout out to DC. Uh, came back just the other day to back to the show and kind of was humble about everything. And I totally know that DC can be is classy, and he also can be very vicious towards John Jones. But him uh, doing what he did on that show and congratulating John Jones, saying, you know, uh, we can move we can move on being professional. But we won't be friends. Very, very outstanding, and 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 DC's a very classy guy. Yeah, definitely. So one other thing I kind of want to talk about. I forgot to kind of mention this before. Uh, UFC 217 did add on another fight. We were talking about it. We were both shocked about it. Uh, George Masvidal versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Definitely a huge fight to be added to that card. There's been a few other fights added on there, but nothing to the caliber of this one. Aside from like the Olnitsky fight, Cody Garbrandt, TJ Dillashaw, obviously being in there. Uh, Joanna and Ro- Thug Rose being rumored to be on the fight, as well as the GSP and Big Swing fight. So we know what the big fight card is looking like so far. It's starting to shape up. It's starting to look really cool. Um, also, with that being said, we do have a bunch of UFC, f- UFC fights coming up. But more importantly, we need to dive into this main fight that's coming up this weekend. Anthony, how are you feeling about this fight? Before we before we jump into the Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight, man, how are you feeling about this boxing card that's coming up on pay-per-view? There's only going to be four fights on the card. Two of the fights are going to be on Fox prelims, as well as two other of the fights are going to be featured, but they're just not going to be really showcased anywhere. So we're not really going to see them. So how are you feeling so far looking at the fight card overall? I am excited. I am excited to see, see uh, Steve Cunningham get back in that ring. Um I uh, we we talked about this before the show. I kind of said that I uh, I really didn't know anybody, and then I had to relook at that card, and I did not realize Steve Cunningham is fighting on this card against Andrew Tabati Tabiti, and Andrew Cunningham is an exciting boxer. If you guys want to get excited about one match besides the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor boxing match that night, it is to watch Steve Cunningham. This dude is sick, and I cannot wait for him to come out on this one. Um, he, he, he just came off a win against Felipe Ramos in uh, March. He, uh, he, lost to, uh, he lost to Christoph uh, Glawski, and uh, before that, he got a draw versus Antonio Tarver. But before that, he had wins like, Three straight wins against three top-tier fighters, and I am excited to see this this boxing match go down. Yeah, I know you're right, man. So there's a lot of great fights. So let's start from the bottom up, man. As you mentioned already, uh, Steve Cunningham versus Andrew Tabidi. Uh, so Andrew Tabidi, uh, 14-0, 12 KOs, last fight, February 2017. We have Steve Cunningham, who's 29-8, 13 KOs, last fought. March of 2017, Anthony, what is your, where are you going with this, man? Who do you see winning this fight and why? I, uh, I think I am going to say that, uh, Steve Cunningham is going to give Andrew Tubbity his first loss. I think that it's going to be a close decision, but I'm going to give it to Steve Cunningham. I think he's just got... 
more fights under his belt and he's more uh, seasoned than Andrew is. No, that's definitely a good call, man. Strong message across. I actually have to go the other way. So Andrew Subidi is definitely, um, you know, he's tough. He's 14 and 0, and you got to take that zero in the caliber, man. Like the guy doesn't know how to lose. Two of it, uh, two of his wins have come by decision. 12 KOs. I think he's actually going to take this fight by decision. Steve is a great fighter. Uh, you definitely got some truth there to him, especially some of the bigger wins that he's kind of come up on. But in his last five fights. You know, other than the Tabidi fight, you know, he had that that win over Felipe, the loss to Kristoff, uh, the draw to Antonio Tarver, and then the loss to uh, Glaskov. So it's definitely, definitely for me, I think I have to go on the other side. I have to go on the other side of things and say that uh, Andrew's probably going to win this fight. All right, good call. Um, so then, we, then, then who do we got next? We got uh, Nathan Cleverly versus Bodu Jack. Is that the next one? Bodu Jack, yes, that's the next fight. All right, what do you break that down for me, Cliff? What do you have? So we got Nathan Cleverly, man, who's a thirty and three. Last fought October sixteenth, got sixteen KOs. He's fighting Bodu Jack, man, who's twenty four and twelve. Last fight uh, January twenty seventeen, he's got twelve KOs. I've actually got this fight going Bodak Jack uh, by major decision, actually. Interesting. I am actually going to agree with you. With the uh, with the uh, the winner, I think Bodu Jack is going to win this, but I think it is going to be via TKO. Wow, that's a pretty strong call. Do you what, what round are you predicting? I'm going to say a fourth round TKO. Oh, you saying fourth round? Okay. Well, definitely have to keep that in mind while we're watching the fight this weekend. Uh, definitely, it's going to be a huge call. Uh, I like Bodic Jack. I just think that he's a lot of fun. I've been watching him for a long time now, and uh, I know he's getting up there in age, but he's still a big draw, so it's definitely going to be fun to watch him. Yes, definitely. It's still going to be a, a still, if it doesn't if, if there isn't an early knockout, it's going to be a great fight. So I'm definitely going to. Well, speaking of knockouts, let's move on to the next fight, right? Uh, Javante Davis versus Francisco Fonesca. Um, both guys undefeated, uh, you know, Francisco being from Costa Rica, uh, Javante Davis being actually from where I'm at right now, Baltimore, Maryland, so I definitely kind of have to root in favor of uh, the hometown kid. 17 knockouts, seven of them being the first rounds for uh, Javante Davis, 13 KOs for Francisco. Uh, last time Javante fought was actually in May 2017, and then the last time that Francisco fought was actually March of 2017. So for me, I'm going to have to definitely say somebody is going down. Somebody's going down hard. And I think I'm going to have to go with Javante Davis and Javante Davis by KO in this one. And I'm going to have to say it's probably going to be in the sixth round. Judging by some of the fights that I've been watching for Javante Davis, it seems like the sixth round he likes to grind guys out. And it definitely looks like that's probably what's going to happen in this fight. And I'm definitely going to have to hold up and say Javante Davis, sixth round KO. All right, definitely. It's going to be a really good fight. It's going to, I think there's going to be a lot of punches. I think both these guys do have a lot of power. Um, I have it the same way. I'm, I'm going to go with Gervonta Davis with a KO. And I'm going to do you one better clip. I am going to say in the fifth round. Ooh, fifth round. So we'll definitely have to keep an eye out on the fifth and sixth rounds because that's definitely where we're going to see things are going. And then, of course, we have the fight that we got to talk about, the main event fight, 
We have Floyd Money Mayweather versus Notorious Conor McGregor. Uh, we have 49-0 versus a 0-0. 26 KOs for Floyd Mayweather versus 18 KOs for Conor McGregor. Those 18 KOs being in the UFC. Uh, the last KO for Conor McGregor came in September of 2011. And then the last time Conor McGregor fought was actually in uh, November 2016. So, you know, last year. Uh, last fought for McGregor, uh, Mayweather was uh, September 2015. And then, of course, Conor McGregor is one of only two people who actively are holding two titles in the UFC. So, you know, we definitely talk about that a little bit. Anthony, how do you have it? All right. So this one has been weighing on me for this whole week. And since we started talking about this last Saturday and Sunday, you got Floyd Mayweather, who is the best defensive boxer ever. But you also got a Conor McGregor who steps into everything and pressures you. This one's such a hard one. I am definitely going for Money Mayweather. I'm not a Conor fan. I'm rooting for Conor twice in his career. Um, if if he doesn't get that big punch, Floyd Mayweather wins. If he gets that big punch, he's going to knock out Floyd. I am going to have to call the upset, and I am going to say that Connor's going to win this bout, and he's going to knock Floyd out in the seventh round. Wow, that's a pretty good call. Uh, I'll be honest, man. I'm going to have to be. I'm going to have to split this two ways, right? So I'm going to talk about the way I think it's going to happen and what I think is, what I want to happen, right? So definitely, we'll definitely decide more with the way I want to happen. Uh, the only way Conor McGregor is going to end up winning this fight is if he's able to close down the ring, back Floyd into a corner, and possibly just landing big shot after big shot after big shot. Otherwise, we're looking at Mayweather, you know, high-flying profile, running around the ring, uh, ducking a lot of punches and landing, uh, you know, and outpointing Conor McGregor. What I want to happen is I'd love to see Conor McGregor get that knockout in the fifth round. I say fifth round because... We know that once Conor gets past the sixth round, it's probably not going to happen. The knockout will definitely not happen, only because Conor, Conor will gas. You know, he's fighting with uh, a size glove that's four ounces bigger than what he's normal fighting at with MMA World. Um, so he's definitely going to be a little stronger. He's going to have to he's going to have to throw a lot more punches and do a lot more blunt force damage to get Mayweather to either a slow down or b uh, take one to the face and get knocked out. Uh, but what I definitely see happening, though, is Mayweather winning this fight by decision. But here's my twist, right? And you and I both know this happening a few times. What are the odds that Floyd Mayweather wins this fight by split decision after 12 rounds? I don't think there's any good odds with uh, being a split decision anywhere just because, A, you are in Las Vegas, and B, you have it's Floyd Mayweather. If it goes to decision, I think Floyd wins unanimous, unanimously. Well, remember, we talked about this one other time, too, right, where we got closer to fight week with John Jones and Daniel Cormier, and we both said that if this fight goes five rounds, we expect Daniel Cormier to win this fight. Because then there would be all sorts of controversy, like, hey, you know, 
John Jones lost his fight, but he hadn't been fighting for two years, blah, 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 blah. Let's set up the trilogy. And we possibly would have seen a trilogy happen either January or March of next year. Now we're looking back, and we're kind of kind of like deciding the same thing with Conor McGregor. Like, if this fight goes 12 rounds, Floyd's going to win this fight. So there's a good possibility that Conor will try to end this fight in the first five or six rounds. The craziest part, though, is... How much of a setup would it be if boxing, because we, and you and I both know that boxing is 100% corrupt. There's a lot of corruption going on in, in the boxing industry, and if you guys don't believe me, go check out some of the fights between the Olympics and the Olympic Boxing Committee, where you've had guys who got knocked down twice, face busted open, outpointed, and somehow they've won that fight, even though the other guy barely looked like he had a scratch on him. So definitely... Check out some of the scoring systems and just those fights, and then tell me that you don't see in main fights. So what I see, though, is that Floyd winning this fight by major decision, but I would love to see a split decision in this fight just so people could be like, you see, Conor can stay with, stay with Floyd. There should be another fight. Yeah, definitely. I, I would love to see that. That would be awesome, but reality strikes every time, and, and boxing is correct. Boston is a very corrupt. I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great fight. I I think that it being Vegas also is very corrupt. I don't like Vegas judges. I don't like the Vegas Vegas handle stuff. I think that uh, money runs that place, and I think that uh that it could be a different it could be a different outcome if it was somewhere else other than Vegas. If it came out down to decision. Well, I mean, that's definitely true, but we've watched also where a fighter in Australia get his butt kicked by a Filipino, and suddenly that Filipino loses his title to an Australian. And now those two are talking about fighting again in Vegas in a neutral kind of ground, which is not really neutral because everybody loves Pacquiao in Vegas. But we're talking about a possibility of a rematch with Pacquiao versus John in in uh, in Vegas, where they're going to be away from the Australian judges, so it'll be interesting to see that fight if that comes about. But definitely, man, I think I I would love to see a Conor McGregor upset. I just would, at the expense of at the expense of Floyd. It definitely would be kind of funny to see that you know no boxer can beat Floyd Mayweather, but it would take an MMA fighter to come in and beat beat uh, beat Floyd. But I really see it. Um, I see the fight ending the other way where uh, Mayweather gets the decision. Yep, definitely. I definitely agree with you. Uh, I think that uh, if if it goes to decision, Mayweather wins this. I think you 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 nailed it. Connor's gonna come out throwing everything, being at a being at four ounces heavier. But then you also got to realize that Connor's. I mean, not Connor Floyd. Floyd is also fighting at uh, with gloves that are that are two ounces lighter than what he normally fights at. He normally fights at that 10 ounces, maybe 12-ounce gloves. Now he's going to get hit by a guy that has superpower and lighter gloves. So will we'll definitely definitely be something to watch and definitely something to showcase. We'll definitely see if Floyd is undefeated still or if Connor comes out and shows that the world that Connor's Connor. He... There's a video of him saying that uh, he was going to knock out Floyd before the fight even dreamed of happening. So we'll definitely see how this plays out. 
Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what, man. If Connor wins this fight, I'm definitely gonna be going out and like training for like marathons and stuff and start running them because apparently, if you just say you're gonna do something, you can get it done. And you know, I get it. He he's a very hard worker. He's a very good businessman. So it's definitely something I'm gonna be like. You know what? I'm gonna make a million dollars in ten years, and I'm just gonna go do it because Connor pretty much shows you that you can do anything you want as long as you just work and grind on it. <laughs> yep, definitely agree with that. Uh. I understand where you're coming from there. Um, so let's move on, man. We did have some fights on last night. I know um, out of Lincoln, Anthony, you know, that's your stomping grounds right there, man. So what you want to talk about with that? I want to give a quick shout-out to Terrence Bud Crawford. He got the uh, the third-round KO over Julius Ndongo. Both fighters coming out undefeated. Both uh, Julius Ndongo, can't, he's a southpaw fighter, so... Terrence had to flip around and show that he could fight uh, Southpaw. And third round, he uh, got a one-two shot in the body and just put him down. And Ndongo didn't even try to get up. That just hurt him so much. Um, from from the beginning of from the beginning when they were coming out, uh, Ndongo came out with the normal like normal came came out right up right out of down the stage. And then you get uh, Terrence Bud Crawford uh, making a statement. And coming and denying the, the the normal walkout and go up to the concourse and come down through the crowd. Literally walked down the stairs all with his big old entourage and that just made the biggest statement. Like that set the pace. Also uh, gave a gave a quick shout out to our uh, our old uh, rest in peace uh, Hunter Champos and let his dad get in the in the ring with him right before the fight. And so that was good to see that. Uh, but we got to see. Terrence Bud light up Lincoln at the PBA arena there, and uh, it was good to see. I have a bunch of friends out there. Their Snapchats are crazy. So shout out to Terrence for that getting that W and unifying four titles. He is now the IBF, WBA, WBC, and WBO champion. No, it's definitely a huge win for him last night. Definitely, there's a lot of big talks about the all the titles being up for grabs and. Now that we see that all four titles are unified under one person, it's definitely uh, it's definitely cool to see. I definitely agree with you, man. Especially because he's from Omaha, Nebraska, so it's definitely cool to see like you know someone coming out of the state. It's definitely huge, you know. As we mentioned numerous times, Anthony and myself, we are from Nebraska. Anthony still currently lives there, um, but we both went to high school over in Baird, so we we're on the western side of the state where the actually the Eclipse is going to pass through. So knowing that that's going to happen like right through our area, it's kind of cool to see. Um, it's definitely a huge shout out to to Nebraska and to see someone that's coming from the from the uh, from the state like doing good things. Definitely, I, I've I've met Terrence Bud Crawford one time at down in the old market in Omaha a few years ago, and the dude is very humble. And to see him get his get that W was exciting. And me and my buddy Dylan Wilhelm, we sat out there and we were both just jumping up and down when he got that when he hit that got that body shot we were like he's done dylan called in the first round when uh he uh when uh terrence got him in the ribs the first time he's like that hurt him that hurt him and then that third round he put him down and 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 uh and dongo did not try to get up no you're right man it was definitely it's definitely a lot of fun just to see uh so Aside from that, so congratulations to Crawford, man, on the huge, huge win. So it was definitely cool to see that all four titles now belong in the state of Nebraska. Shout-out to, shout to the greatest state of all time. 
I don't care what anybody says about Texas. Anyway, so moving on, uh, we want to talk about, uh, you know, tomorrow, guys. We want you guys to be safe. This is Sunday right now. Um, sorry, guys. But it's, it's Sunday, August 20th. Tomorrow, uh, we all know that the, the big eclipse is coming through. So if you guys are, you know, in the area, you guys just be careful. You just know that there's going to be a lot of tourists probably driving around. We want you guys to be safe because we want you guys to listen to our podcast next week. And a week after that, and a week after that, and a week after that. So we just want you guys to be careful, be safe when uh, when that's all going on. Yep, definitely. Uh, get excited about tomorrow afternoon. Uh, like you said, Cliff, completely be safe with everything that we do, and we'll definitely be checking that out tomorrow. Yeah, no doubt. So we're always going to end the show the same way. Uh, we definitely want to shout out, give a big shout-out to our our brothers and sisters in armed forces, whether they're home front or overseas, we want to make sure that we, we show you guys love because we love you guys. We know you guys are doing a hard job so that we get to do what we get to do. We get to have our freedoms because you guys are out there defending it. So definitely want to give a huge, huge shout-out to you guys. And one other thing, too, you know, Anthony is huge into um, the Wounded Warrior Project as well as other uh, veteran services, and I myself am attached with Team 22. You know, um, we definitely want to bring up suicide awareness because it's definitely huge to us, especially for the military side. Uh, losing even now the numbers are from 22 to 20, uh, 20 veterans to one active duty person. It's still a lot of lives to lose. We are making progress on help bringing awareness to, to our veterans. But we want to keep doing that. We want to keep showing our love. And we're always available to you guys. You guys can now find me on Snapchat, uh, Twitter, as well as Instagram at CM underscore Miller 85. You guys reach out to us anytime. And we'll be there to he- hear you guys out and talk to you guys. So we just keep putting our stuff out there just for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like you said, I, I uh, beg USO, Wounded Warrior. I also am behind and I donate to Puppies Behind Bars. You got Hopes for Hope for Warriors. Um, you, you're a big Team 22. I'm a big Mission 22 person. Uh, I got your six and Soldiers Angels. I, uh, those are the, the groups that I fully stand behind and I, and I donate to. Um, you can also, like you said, you can you can always hit me up if you guys ever need a talk. Um, my Instagram is Anthony Lujan 1985, and my Snapchat and Twitter are a Lujan 1985. So that's gonna wrap it up for us today, guys. We definitely want to appreciate everything that you guys have done for us. We love our listeners. We love that you guys um, are able to reach out to us. If you guys want to go and check out the blog, uh, get to ko.blogspot.com. Also, um, today we talked about steroid juice and uh, MMA. And then you guys can always catch us here. You guys can subscribe to us on Google Play or on iTunes, uh, Apple iTunes. You guys can find us there. And uh, just kind of give you guys a heads up, some of the future plans that we've got going on. I know Anthony is very excited. Uh, Anthony, give a shout-out to your future blog so that way people know that we're going to have to start putting these stories together. Definitely. I do have some people that are, that, are, that listen to me that, that listen to our podcast and they, they they read my blogs and they share it. Uh, I do love it. And uh, you guys, we have stuff coming out crazy. I, we Cliff's writing Get the KO. I'm gonna, I'm starting to write more on uh, Get Your Thor Sports Therapy. We have a soon to be sports uh, Get Your Sports Therapy podcast coming out. We're, we're we're trying to get our YouTube channel up. There's endless sites for me and Cliff right now. Yep, so we want to definitely bring it out there that your sports therapy podcast will be coming up soon. Get the KO, definitely we'll be keeping it on the podcast as well as we got the blogs for Get the KO and your sports therapy. And the other thing, too, that we're going to also bring out is um, 
we're probably just going to call it the Your Sports Therapy channel instead of calling it Get the KO. So that will be coming out in the future where we'll be able to talk to you guys a lot more about Your Sports Therapy. We're going to call it One Shot and All You Do and uh, All You Need. And then uh, also be on the lookout because there's a good possibility that you might see Anthony and I signed on to a future networks. We're also talking with Ultimate Sports Network about signing on with them as well as being uh, getting getting broadcasted up on a, on a bigger network. Yep, definitely. And the, the last thing also is, hey, get, if you guys like this podcast, definitely go check out, and as Cliff is doing, another podcast called Nerds of the Round Table. Yeah, definitely. So we're talking about all pop culture on that channel. It's definitely a lot of fun. You guys definitely find it right here on anchor.fm. And if you guys who are listening to Google or even on iTunes, if you go to anchor.fm forward slash nerds, uh, you'll definitely find us there. So thank you guys for everything. Uh, we will appreciate all you guys' support, and we will talk to you guys later. Peace.